1: Hello, everyone, welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelssohn, and this is the Six Figure Podcast Rebels Podcast. My guest today is Georgia Monford Blake, a fractional CMO and digital strategist with a soft spot for stigmatized niches. She works, she loves to work with bold, controversial, and risque brands in a variety of industries. Uh, including body positivity, mental health, neurodiversity, sexual wellness, and women's empowerment. She is also the host of the Come Again podcast, so makes her uniquely qualified to talk about these subjects. Georgia, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show.
0: Thank you.
2: I'm excited to be here.
1: This is going to be a lot of fun. We were talking a little bit in the pre-call about how you know how similar our marketing trajectories have taken us. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what makes you so amazing.
2: Oh, well, I'm a digital strategist. I wasn't always, though. I My journey was long and winding to get here. I started... Well, journalism and software were the things I studied at university. And I did spend a lot of time freelancing in writing and um, sort of that journalistic side of things. And I started a career in software development and I was working on web apps and I was doing automation. And somewhere along the way, I... Fell in love with pole dancing. It was something I took up for fun, for fitness, and it became all-consuming. It changed my life in so many amazing ways. The people I met, the skills I learned, and I ended up leaving my uh, high-paying, you know, great trajectory career job in IT. Uh, to, to run a poll studio. I, I invested in a local studio that I was teaching at at the time. And from there, I kept doing my freelancing. I kept doing a bit of writing. I was doing web design. I started then doing marketing because I'm now running a studio. We have to try and get students in the door. And slowly but surely, my, my clientele on my freelance side of my business became more and more pole dancers, burlesque performers, and people in the sex work industry. And I just, I was blown away by what they were all doing. It was very different than perhaps I had thought things might be from an outsider's perspective. So once I was there among all of the rebels, shall we say, of society, Uh, I just knew that was my place and I've just kind of been going from there, trying to give people a voice and help them be seen and heard online when they often struggle with censorship.
1: You know, what's interesting about that is, you know, you really tapped into, you know, a, a, you know, an industry and a, in a group of people that still need to, to market their, their products, their services. Right. But they have, uh, you know, they have some unique concerns and some unique rules that they have to live by. Right. So you can't just, you know, do paid ads like everybody else. Right. You can't just uh, go put it out there and saying like, hey, you know, come over to my OnlyFans page and see what happens. Right. There's got to be a lot more thought that goes into it in order to make it more in order to make it, um, you know, more visible.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Talk a little bit about
1: Talk to me a little bit about how you coach people through this process, right? Because part of it, and a lot of people don't necessarily think about this in these types of businesses is the difference between the relationships and the sale that happens, right? Because you actually are building relationships with your clients the same way that a plumber would, right? You, you, you You just have a slightly different, slightly different offer. What do you see as like the biggest difference between the relationships that you're building and the sales that you're helping them achieve?
0: Well,
2: I think one of the first things I stress to my clients or my students is that the approach is going to have to be different and it is going to have to focus more on that relationship, on finding the connection with people who want to be your customer, who want to buy from you. We have to find a way to reach them without necessarily waving a flag and talking directly about the product. Instead, we want to talk about their passions, their wants, their needs, their emotions. And this is stuff that every marketer says that, you know, you want to lean into that side of appealing to your customer. But it's even more important in an industry where you can't say certain words, can't advertise certain things directly we have to get a lot more creative. And so the first thing I tell people is, are you prepared to play a longer game? Are you prepared to do this in layers? Um, Because that's what it's gonna take because we're on the fringe of society. Society has rules for us that, that whether the platforms are enforcing them or the government's enforcing them, or just the people with their picket forks and, and torches are enforcing them. There are barriers that you're going to face, and the sales has to happen on the back end, we call it, the, you know behind the gateway, behind the uh, one-on-one connection. You've got a private community or you've got an email list. We have to market to reach the people we want to reach, and then we have to sell sort of behind closed doors, if you will, sell often off the platform in our own spaces.
1: You know, one of the things that you're doing to, you know, to facilitate that is that, you know, I, I spoke about this in the intro, you have a podcast, right. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about these, these topics, you're bringing people on the show that, uh, you know, have experience with it. What are some of the things that podcasting has done for your business that has helped you not only market yours, but also, you know, be an asset to the clients that you serve?
2: Yeah. Well, podcasting is one of my favorite advertising mediums in this space because it's far less restricted. A lot you can say a lot more on your own podcast than you can say on other people's turf. So, first thing, it's a lot of fun to have that freedom and that's something that I explain to my clients as well. Like it, they might want to start a podcast or try to be a guest on other people's podcasts. If you're struggling to be heard, this is this is an avenue that a lot of people aren't exploring fully. So, first of all, it is a, it's a great tool like that. For me personally, I found it's helped me reach people who didn't know how much opportunity there was for them to market. I, I last week I ran an intensive on Facebook ads, and uh, you said earlier you can't just go out and run paid ads like everybody else. Yeah, you can't, but you can run pay that. You can't run them like everybody else. So, being able to, I suppose, get in people's ears and explain things, there's a lot more you can say on a podcast. People really can get a sense of my intention. People understand my story and why I care, and they come to trust me and open up in ways that I hadn't really seen before I started the podcast
1: what would you say are some of the things that you don't like about the podcast medium, right? You know, like there are some things that, uh, you know, that you need to do. There's some of the drudgery work involved, you know, like audio editing, things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But what are some of the things that are challenging for you and your clients when you're going down that path?
2: I suppose it is still quite a heavy endeavor as much as there's a lot of Better tools now than there were before. It's still quite time-consuming, and for a lot of people, it's a big tech barrier. Personally, the biggest blocker for me is that I really want to communicate my point well to the to the point that I will excuse me to the point that I will re-record and edit again and again, and it. And I let myself get into that spiral of trying to make it perfect. And that I think is what I dislike the most. It's a lot easier perhaps to edit text or a graphic than it is to get a podcast exactly the way you want it to be. So it's sort of teaching me to be maybe a little bit more compassionate with myself and allow mistakes to go out there. And uh, so I guess I don't like that, but I, I can see the value as well of that.
1: In your experience, what, is, what benefits have you seen the podcast bring to your business and to your client's business?
2: For me, it has reinvigorated my passion, my excitement. Um, I had a, so much fun in the first couple of episodes of my podcast, telling my story and doing all the editing myself and, you know, learning how to use anchor and put things on Spotify. And that was such a thrill to see my own little thumbnail on Spotify. That was a really cool day. I sent a screenshot to my parents. Uh, So it kind of gave me that spark again. And I think I see the same with my clients too, when they realize how much content they already have, that's podcast ready as well. We look at things like Facebook lives they've done in the past or trainings that they've held in their communities or, um uh, like lessons that they have uploaded in their portal already, for example, that can form part of their podcast episodes. So suddenly it opens this world of like, oh, all of this work I've done for days, weeks, months, years, I get to reuse it and put it out there for new ears and in a new way. And that just, yeah, gave me new life, I think, to my marketing.
1: Amazing. So, you know, so well articulated because the thing is, is that podcasting is probably one of the easiest um, mediums to break into. And it's one of the easiest to perform because we're always talking anyways, right? You're going uh-huh. to have these conversations anyways, you're going to meet these new people anyways. So you, why don't you just record them, right? And get them out there and have somebody else benefit from them as well. And that I yeah. think is one of the biggest, um, Uh, you know, the biggest uh, benefits, you know, to getting out there because the barrier of entry, even today, you know, even though we had podcasts for the past 10, 10, 12 years already, even today is so easy to get out there and make your mark. You know, Uh even if you're not looking at the vanity metrics, even if you're just speaking to a niche of the niche community, you're able to, you're able to put yourself out there because, you know, just by putting a microphone in front of your face, it instantly Mm -hmm. gives you a platform. And that's one of the things I love about it as well. Georgia, where can people find you online and how can they reach out to you directly? Well,
2: if you're interested in my podcast, we can. you can find me at radiogemo.net And uh, if you put slash come again, you'll go directly to the archive of all of my episodes from the come again show. And GMO is my business name. So radiogmo.net is where my podcast is hosted, but you can also find me at gmocreative.com. That is my marketing agency branch. If you are a social person, then check me out at Georgia GMO. So that's G-E-O-R-G-I-A-G-E-M-O on pretty much any platform. My favorite is TikTok right now. I'm also pretty active on Instagram.
1: Amazing. Georgia, thank you so much for joining me. So this was a lot of fun. I love nerding out on this stuff. And, thank you, Jeff. Um, you know, it's been a lot it, it's been a lot of great uh it's been a lot of great uh, uh you know nuggets here, so I appreciate you joining me today.
2: My pleasure, thank you
0: Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe, and here's three ways I can help you in your business for free.